0: Hello, world. Welcome back to Golf Subpar with Colt Nost and Drew Stoltz. And it is a very special golf subpar sleeve because it's arguably our most fashionable one.
1: Well, without question. We've upgraded, my man. Look at this little guy. Look at you. You look beautiful. Beautiful. Colt and a stallion. Yeah, that's a little Shetland. Yeah, a little Shetland.
0: Well, we are very excited to announce a new partnership with RLX, Ralph Lauren, The RLX Golf Collection draws inspiration from the traditional aesthetic of polo, updating it to create a modern sensibility focused on performance-driven design. From sophisticated styles to the most technologically advanced fabrics available, RLX Golf is the ultimate in functional luxury and provides pieces that are ready for whatever the conditions bring on the course or off. Ralph Lauren is the official outfitter of the United States Ryder Cup team and partner of the AJGA. Ralph Lauren is proud to continue its sponsorship of golf ambassadors Tom Watson, Davis Love III, Jonathan Bird, Smiley Kaufman, Nick Watney, Billy Horschel, Doc Redman, Trevor Werblow, Devin Bling, Zach Johnson, and Sean Volley. The RLX Golf Collection is available in select Ralph Lauren stores, exclusive private clubs and resorts, and online at ralphlauren.com, and we are so
1: happy to have them as a part of Golf Subpar. You gotta look good to play good. And you got that first that part fact. knocked out right here with RLX. I love this stuff. The fit's great. The material is fantastic. By the way, this stuff doesn't wrinkle very easily. Go on a golf trip, throw it in the bag, boom, pull it out. You rock it. No issues. No iron. None of that trash.
0: And listen, I know it's starting to get a little hot here in Scottsdale. It's not hoodie season, but I can't wait for a hoodie season. The cashmere hoodies. Whoo! It's Once you wear one, you never wear anything else. Period. All right. We'll go to Ralph dot com and check it all out. Let's get to it. Another designated event in the books. A memorial up at Muirfield Village, the house that Jack built. You you took him. Let's go. He's been knocked up top. He's been knocking on one. the door, baby. Get paid. Victor Hovland put on a show, wins in a playoff over Denny McCarthy. The golf course was incredible. Played so hard. Back to back weeks, single digit under Par wins.
1: When's the last time that happened? I don't know. Long time. Long time. And two totally different golf courses from Colonial to Muirfield Village, obviously. But I know we're a, a what a week away from the us open that thing looked like a us open that thing was brown it was crusty it was bouncy balls were going miles i mean some of the places rory was hitting it Wyndham was hitting it it was sickening but it was a tough test all the way around and victor hovland like like we've been talking about he's just been knocking on the door for so long the players uh the masters the pga right there big events just hasn't gotten over the hump this was his time Props to Denny McCarthy holding some monster putts on the back nine. Some monster par putts just seem to do it over and over again. But ultimately, Victor in the one-hole playoff. I feel like he he deserves this, man. He's been, he's been hanging around the hoop for a long time. And I know he's won, what, three times prior to this on the PJ Tour. This is in a different class than that. This ain't on an island. This ain't an opposite field event or anything. This is the best in the world on a really, really hard golf course. Huge win for Victor. And um, look out. Look out for him la
0: Yeah, new and improved short game. The work he's done with Joe Mayo can't talk about it enough. He's a different player. He's a complete player now. I think that's the biggest thing. He was so great, open and honest. He's like, look, I suck at chipping. And he thought he had to t- totally like, kind of like rebuild the way he went about it. And Joe Mayo sat down with him, showed him some other examples of guys that play with strong, shut club faces. I'm like, hey, look, these guys can chip it. We just got to alter how you do it just a little bit. And they've done some great work. His bunker game is fantastic. It kept him in the PGA Championship. Unbelievable shots he had around the greens. And then, obviously, the up and down on 18 to get into the playoff. Ended up after Denny McCarthy made bogey. um, Them going to the playoff and Victor uh, eventually winning with a par. But he wasn't the only story. Scotty Scheffler, uh, I think, finished his round before Victor Hobble woke up. And went out there, played a really nice round of golf. Got in the clubhouse at six under par. And it looked like he damn. That could hold. He might might win. Yeah.
1: That could hold.
0: I I thought, honestly, coming down the stretch, the way 16, 17, and 18, three of the hardest holes on the golf course kind of changed throughout the week of of which one was the hardest. But you go back to 15 for Denny McCarthy. He was made under, hit the big pull off the tee, spit out into the fairway, huge break, lays up. Terrible gap wedge. Dumps
1: gap wedge. That by the way he had like 137 or something yeah. in on that shot and hit gap. I felt like Denny's he's not the longest dude in the world. I was like, that is a monstrous I know he's probably playing front edge, but that is a monstrous gap wedge for him.
0: Yeah, and it ends up, you know, not hitting the best bunker shot. Makes 12 footer for par, makes another huge par putt at sixteen. But I, I was thinking, I was like, Scotty's looking really good for a playoff right now.
1: Oh, on fifteen when he dumped it and that was before Victor had played seventeen. I was like, he's gonna catch up he's gonna get a playoff right now. I better go change his gear, go to the range, do whatever he's going to do. Cause it was, people just weren't birdieing 16. I mean, what Scotty and Wyndham were the only two that I saw. They were able to get it day. close there. 17, nobody birdie except Victor and 18 toughest hole in the course. I thought Scotty was in a hell of, hell of a spot. Yeah. Uh, Vic- yeah. Victor with the point.
0: huge birdie putt on 17. The only one of the day and then the up and down on 18, but man, it was fun. Those designated events continue to deliver when they have cuts. Why change?
1: we're a good way through the schedule now they've been the best events on the pga tour outside of the major championships why change them nobody's complaining about them i don't see why i need to shrink the fields go to go to no cuts nobody's complaining these things have been awesome keep it the way it is i hope and scotty shefford almost catch a piece of that playoff now second week in a row where he's this week he was the worst putter in the field lost 18 strokes on the greens to denny mccarthy came up a shot short similar story at colonial the ball striking that he's putting on right now might be best since prime tiger for this for this long of a period of time not like one week two weeks here or there for doing it over and over and over if he just makes any i don't know if it's a putter change or what just something to erase the memory but good god the t to green right now is, is disgusting didn't make a putt over 10 feet lost by a shot the ball striking i'm not the
0: biggest strokes game guy because you know, i get it 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 somewhat tells the story but all shots are different but if you look at his ball striking I mean last week he gained over 20 shots on the field with his ball striking next best was John Rahm at 11
1: 20 and then gave 18 up on the greens to Denny McCarthy he gave to Danny. Yeah. it's just
0: it's wild it's it's another level um it's crazy I mean he, he does he can't make anything and he's lost the last two weeks by a shot yeah. he made nothing
1: at Augusta and finished top 10 you'd just be normal bad not even good just be kind of bad if and can you win and you're going away
0: if you can putt better than two people that make you out on, on the weekend you, you win. win yeah
1: you win it's a joke no no putts over 10 feet except for the one from the fringe which technically yeah. doesn't count for a putt um it's disgusting so we got a few dudes primed up for la yeah. between scotty john victor throw him in the mix i think that u.s open type golf course that's a lot what muirfield looked like they got some guys trending at the right time.
0: Congratulations, Victor Hovland! But also huge shout out, Ro Zhang. Cool. First event as a professional, LPGA Tour. She's one for one. You can't win them all unless you win the first. Went out there, won in a playoff over Jennifer Cupcho. This is the new face of women's golf. She is a superstar. She's already a superstar. Two-time NCAA champion. She won the Anwa. She's now won it on the LPGA Tour. In her last 12 stroke play events, yeah. she's won 10 of them slays. Two misses. Ugh. What were you Just doing? Got,
1: one of them was 12. Yeah. Jesus, give up the game. <sighs> Get a job. I'll tell you this. This is the biggest compliment I can give Rojang. More people were text. It was right after Memorial. They were finishing up out there at Liberty National. I got more texts, tweets, messages from guys that follow the PGA Tour like relentlessly about what rose was doing at liberty national i'm like these people aren't typically tuned into the lpga coverage on a sunday afternoon and they were and that's like lpga tour has been begging for someone like that for a long time her expectations are probably going to become unrealistic they're going to expect she came out wins her first one they're going to expect her to keep doing that over and over and if she doesn't win for a couple months they're gonna be like what's wrong i don't know if it's fair or not but by god she's She's got it, whether she likes it or not. She is going to be the face of women's golf.
0: Listen, here's, I mean, over the last you know hour long, you want to say, the LPGA has been pushing, you know, more higher TV ratings. They want more money. They want more money in
1: their purses. Well, you you need the players to do it. And uh, guess what? She just showed up. She'll be the next household name, probably like just an average golf fan. Be like, hey, who's the first person you think of? It'll be Rose on the LPGA. It'll be Rose. It used to be Michelle Wee, and then I would say Annika Sorenstam and the Corda sisters. They're doing a great job too, but I think Rose is just she's the best prospect ever in golf, men or women, coming from college to the professional ranks. Period. Better than yeah. bigger than Tiger.
0: L- LPGA, be very happy. You got a special one on your hands, and you need to.
1: You need a promoter. I think I think they will line up uh, behind that. You want to hear some more good news, Colt? Yeah. Before we get to the interview. The boys from Rockform are back, the number one speaker in the game of golf. And just in life, I would say, arguably. You don't listen to the show. Mm-hmm. You know about Rockform. The magnets, they don't quit. They can suck the paint off of a semi-truck. No clamps needed. The sound is spectacular. Waterproof, also tequila, transfusion proof. Very important when you're out there with the fellas. Uh Basically indestructible. Colt, we play them every single round. There's not another speaker I'd use, bud. I don't go anywhere without it. It is with me at all times.
0: 24-hour battery life. Some people say five rounds. Depends on if you're playing professional golf or amateur golf. But 24 hours of battery life is incredible. Uh, Like you said, the magnet doesn't go anywhere. Just make sure you go to rockform.com and enter code SUBPAR for 25% off. That's R-O-K-F-O-R-M.com. Rockform, the best in the
1: business. If you want to get super weird... You link the two up together, and then and they can hear you from space. You want to party? Get yeah. rock form. Mm-hmm. Ain't we, no party like a rock form party.
0: Well, yes, there. Yeah, I agree with you. You should bring your rock form to a block party. There it is.
1: Nice. Yeah, oh, because our Just guest this right week. Right in there, unrehearsed. Our guest this
0: week, whew, he was the talk of the game of golf there a couple weeks ago at the PGA Championship. We wanted to let the dust settle a little bit. We reached out to him, talked to him about coming on. He did a million interviews. Well, he went and teed it up the next week at Colonial, and it didn't go quite as well. So I was like, you know what? So Why don't we get the, the tale of two stories? T- two different. That was very, Yeah, two ends of the spectrum. Yeah, because, I mean, the weeks were very different, obviously. He was the star of the show at the PGA Championship, finishing 15th as a low club pro. Goes to Colonial, and the golf gods came back and said, not so fast,
1: my friend. Now,
0: he was his ass was worn
1: out let's be honest um
0: but did not play his best
1: but it was a pleasure to sit down with him yeah and he was everywhere in the media rightfully so taking every opportunity to soak it up and then some comments came out about the Roy And it's like all right now like he saw the whole spectrum of fame I feel like in one week it's like you're the underdog story everyone rooting for you everyone's behind you you get to the top wow it's the best moment of all time and then quickly now it's like okay we just wait for you to say something stupid and we're gonna drag you down and that's like exactly what happened he just got it in Basically like an eight day stretch and most people it's over like a decade. Yeah. Welcome to social media, Michael
0: Block. Welcome. And also, glad to have you. Welcome to Subpar. He will also be teeing it up this week at the Canadian Open. All right. Here's Michael Block on Subpar.
1: All right. All right. You are all familiar with our guest here today. Took the golf world by storm with his PGA Championship week at Oak Hill. Followed that with a start at Colonial. Now he's prepping for the Canadian Open. He is a busy dude, but we got him today. Michael Block joins us. What's up, Mike? Hey, thanks for having me, guys. I greatly appreciate you. Well,
2: appreciate we appreciate you.
0: you coming on and joining us. But we mentioned, obviously, you took the golf world by storm, but life comes at you fast, because as we're sitting here talking right now, you're doing payroll out at your golf course. A whole
2: bunch Look at of it, that. People.
1: That's wow. what I got to do this morning. A lot of yeah, work okay. to catch up on. Is everybody How,
2: getting a raise? Everybody gets a raise after that week. I've had my door shut the entire time, just so I, no one's coming in here asking me for raises right now. So we'll see about that. <laughs> yeah, no meetings, no meetings.
1: Busy. How's the uh, how's the text catching up going? I think you said what you had 2000 you had
2: two thousand plus or something like that. Are we through them? I'm down to six hundred right now. Solid. Oh, yes, yeah, I'm feeling I'm feeling good about that. But every time I you know reply a text and they just they keep on returning them, so I just can't ever get it down to zero. But it's okay. It's a good problem to have. 100%. It is. And I mean,
0: you, you played absolutely incredible. I mean, to finish 15th as a club professional play with Justin Rose, Rory McIlroy. I mean, you, you just pinch yourself and think, I cannot believe this happened to me at a major championship.
2: Uh, Yeah. Cole. I've been, I've been waking up every day since then uh, going, Oh my, there's no way that's real. Like literally every day to today. Um, And literally, uh, you know, during the tournament, John, my caddy and I were literally pinching each other as we're walking down the fairway with Rory about 15 feet out ahead of us with his caddy and thousands of people on every side watching us. Uh, Yeah, it's been a dream ever since then. It gives me the chills every day. Um, I've woke up crying. I've woke up, uh, you know, laughing. And um, man, my wife and I are just kind of rolling around just going, we can't believe this is real. Not only the PGA,
1: but to also do it in New York, where the fans are like, you know, they're the probably the loudest fans that you get on the PGA Tour. They're golf starved, so when they do get an event, they go crazy. And they always love, like, the underdog story up there. It was kind of just, like, everything lined up at once.
2: I'll tell you what, up at Rochester, I mean, <clears throat> I don't know if I'm ever going to beat those fans anywhere I go, because it was absolutely surreal and unreal um, how they took me in and took me under their, you know, their their arms and gave me a big hug and and pushed me all the way through to that last putt on 18. I couldn't have done it without them. And uh, I can't wait to go back to Rochester someday and, uh, and say hi to everybody and thank them for what they did. Take us through the moment because
0: I was down there. I believe I was in the group behind you or, or, or the next one, but at Oak Hill, you had to walk over a bridge to the first tee. And I was standing there when you walked over the bridge on Sunday, playing with Rory McIlroy and the ovation you got, like, I got chills. And it had nothing to do with me. What was it like for you?
2: Oh, man, I'll, I'll, I'll never forget that moment in my life. Um, I just go, this is going to be the best day of my life. That's what I said. I, I sat there and I I just took it all in. I sat on top of it and waiting because I didn't want to disturb the guys hitting up on uh, 14. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, yeah, man, I'll tell you what. I knew it was going to be a crazy, crazy day. And then Roy rolled over the bridge right behind me and it was on from there. And it was so much fun. <laughs> How was your sleep the night before?
1: Let's just call it Sunday, Saturday night. You're going and you know you're playing with Rory. You're late tea time. You're you're in the mix. You know that leaderboard was pretty spread out. How was the sleep? Like, did you sleep? Oh you yeah, some
2: help getting to sleep. I don't have any problem having sleep. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm pretty good uh, with sleeping. Um, <clears throat> I got no problem with that uh, at all. But uh, I, I woke up pretty early. I'm an early riser. I like to go to bed early and wake up early. So we sat around and watched the uh, the coverage, which was really cool. Uh, We did that both Saturday and Sunday. Um, So that actually helped a lot, kind of seeing the breaks and how the course was playing, how it was rolling out on the fairways and stuff like that. So it was, I think, a huge benefit to have a 2 o'clock and a 2.10 tee times on the weekend. And you've
0: played a number of these PGA championships, and I know you said your goal was to be that low-club professional at at some point in your career, and then you'll be happy. So from now, going forward, is everything else just icing on the cake for you? It is, 100%.
2: Uh, <clears throat> sorry. Um, I, I just have a lot more pressure now on myself, you know, I mean, not for myself, but actually what feels like the golfing world to perform. So, uh, that's the toughest part now is because, yeah, I did something crazy in 15th and a, in a major, but I had never even come close to doing that in the past. Right. Um, and I'm only getting older, but you know, I think Oak Hill set up really, really well for me. Um, the fairways were really rolling out those first two days and the greens were absolutely money and I could read them and I could see the break. Uh, I could, the holes look huge uh and the speed was nice um but now i think now it's you know my obviously my my goals i have to adjust again i'm getting a, i'm getting uh, very fortunate to get these uh these sponsors exemptions into events and i want to go there and i want to do it right you know i want to take care of the sponsors i want to take care of the fans um and obviously try to play as good a golf as i can i i have to say i didn't have my game that first day at uh, colonial but uh i wasn't surprised by that at all and I, I don't think anyone that you know, in, in my position would have been surprised because I knew golf was going to come up and come up and slap me in my face. Yeah. And, you know,
0: coming off such a great week, I mean, you did a lot of interviews. We talked about possibly doing it, but I mean, you were slammed, you did everything. If, if you could go back and change anything, would you maybe have just taken a little time out and said, okay, let me, let me just rest kind of just soak in the week and then try to go play my best at colonial. Or were you like, Hey, this is my time. I'm just going to enjoy it and ride it out.
2: I wish I would have played in the pro-am on Wednesday. Um, I did interviews. I literally did, I think, six, seven interviews, like 15, 20-minute interviews in a row uh, from about 10 o'clock to one thirty. Went back to the house, had another interview at the house, ran back to uh, Colonial 8, and then I finally got on the range, I think, around 3.30 that, that afternoon um, on Wednesday. Uh, and hit balls for like an hour and a half, two hours, but I was pretty beat and then went back. And that's all I had on Wednesday. Uh, I would have loved to be able to get a nine holes and kind of get the feel for the course because the course changed quite a bit between uh, Tuesday practice round and that Thursday first round. Uh, The greens were actually unbelievably soft and spinning off the greens on that practice round on Tuesday. And the greens were actually really fast. And then when we played on Thursday, it was almost the opposite. The greens started getting a lot more firm and then actually slowing down. So I wasn't prepared for that at all. And I was driving it like crap anyway. So, <laughs> you know, usually I rely on my putter at the end, at least to get up and down. Um, But I didn't have, I didn't have anything.
1: You were the talk of social media like that during the weekend, let's call it, of the PJ Championship leading up to Colonial. That was everywhere you went. I don't know how much you're on social media if you're, if you check that stuff out, but like, could you feel that? Could you feel that you talked about I have pressure now, like to perform going out there. Were you feeling that leading into Colonial?
2: Oh yeah. No, I mean, I hear all this stuff, you know, um, and as you guys know, I made a stupid comment or whatever when I was on that one show, uh, sitting in my family room that one day. Uh, and so even before that, I think a lot of people were sick of my face, uh, by Tuesday, (laughs) I was sick of my own face on social media by Tuesday. So I was kind of seeing that, which was, you know, I get it, whatever I was on everything I could, you know, they asked me to be on. Um, so it was good. It was, it was tough. And yeah, I felt a lot of pressure going into, colonial but i mean I, I feel a lot of pressure going into you know any major and oak hill or wherever i go so i don't think it was the pressure that really got me at at uh colonial i think it was just golf got me for you like
0: Sleeze and i obviously you know we tried to play professional golf as well decided to step away you know you had aspirations of playing professional golf but then went another route being a club pro and i know you're very proud to represent the twenty nine thousand pga club pros around the country. Um, but at what point did you know, like, okay, professional golf's not for me. I want to go this direction.
2: I played the, uh, <clears throat> I think I won the 2001 State of California State Open and the membership at my club where I was at that point was the Lakes Country Club out in Palm Desert. And uh, they had a big barbecue for me and gave me money and said, you're taking the summer off and you're going to go play. So I went out and played and I went to Q School. I went to um, TPC. Well, I-, I got through the first one at Dayton Valley up in Nevada. Um, and then I went to the second stage at uh, TPC Craig Ranch. And uh, I felt like every part four out there was a part five that day and, or that week. And I'll never forget Sonny Skinner was out there. And, you know, <laughs> he's about shoulder high on me and whatever else. And I'm sitting there going, my goodness, I I, I I balled my game. And I think I shot 73 or 74. Sonny came in at 66 and uh, in the first round. And I, I'll never forget. I go, I'm going to be a club professional. I, this is ridiculous. <laughs> this is crazy. So I, I, I even told Sonny Skinner that, that story about he really uh, inspired me to be a club professional. And I, and I actually appreciate it. That TPC Craig Ranch, that's a spot like that's
1: long hitters paradise, especially that time of year. I'm sure it was freezing for you. It's like always freezing out there. So you did that one run at Q School. Is that the only 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 time you tried that?
2: Yes, it is the only time. Yeah. And
1: well, then just, just that of summer of like mini tours and stuff. No, no, I state opens.
2: No, straight straight club pro. Um, you know, of course I played you know state opens and a couple things like that. But yeah, no, I gave up the. I didn't really even have that much of a dream to be on tour full time. That was more of uh, the members of the club were like, you need to go do this type of thing.
0: When you an average week, when you're at home, you know, I know when we had you on CBS with Jim Nance and Trevor and doing the walk and talk, you, you talk about, you give, you have your certain group of lessons that you give. How much golf are you actually playing during the week when you're at home?
2: I play uh Friday with, I got a Friday game. And then I've got a Sunday afternoon with my family. So a uh, Friday game with the boys Uh, a little banker and a couple other things going on. And then um, Sunday with my family is my, that's my golf days.
0: What are the members making you play to?
2: What's the handicap? (laughs) Yeah. So normally when I play, I'm a, I'm, I play as a plus five. Okay. Yeah. So I've ranged anywhere from a plus four to a plus eight over the last uh, 20 years. Plus five.
1: That's generous. That's generous. Uh, Talk about your boys. Let's get to your boys. Since you mentioned them, I was, I've looked at a few of their swings on your Instagram. Holy shit. I think it's a, is it the 17 year old? Like I, I'm pretty sure I saw one that had 130 plus mile per hour club head speed with three wood. Is this facts?
2: Yeah, absolutely. That was on a, we did on a couple different machines. That was Bobby Laskin actually that video uh, who teaches right next to me on the back of the range here at Royal. Royal. Um, but yeah, he's got insane speed. We've actually tried to calm him down. I think one of the worst things I ever did was actually get a track man because he's just started going after speed for a full year and kind of lost his game. So now it's like an intermittent thing, not so much for speed, for more path and face uh, for him to even be on the track man with me. But, um, yeah, he's insanely uh, athletic, uh, a lot of natural stuff going on. Uh, we've always worked on just big turn high hands and then just get after it. And, uh, yeah, he's going to the U.S. Open sectionals this Monday at Hillcrest up in L.A. I was going to be playing there with him, and this going to be the first time we were going against each other in a tournament. Uh, but I've been transferred now up to the uh, Canadian site, so uh, I'm kind of happy that we're not going against each other because that would have been weird. And
0: your and two kids, Dylan and Ethan, is Dylan the older one? That Dylan, has all the yeah, speed? Dylan's yeah. my, uh,
2: he just turned 18, just graduated from high school, and then my youngest one is a, a sophomore, uh, just finishing his sophomore year, yes.
0: Well, okay, with that kind of speed, obviously he's got a lot of game, he's made it through locals, uh, where's he looking to go to school? Uh, SMU in Dallas, really nice place. Hey, you know what? I begged up. him
2: I begged him to go to school. He hates school. He hates school so much. It's ridiculous. Um, And uh, so he's going to stay amateur through the summer and then he wants to turn pro. That's what he wants oh, to do. Wow. He, yeah. He's lucky enough where he, he's played with a lot of pros around here and uh, he thinks he can hang with them. A lot of guys around here don't even want to give him shots. You know, And I'm talking like tour pros. I can't say, exactly say who, but they don't, they don't want to give him shots just because he's so deep. Um, He doesn't, he's not, he doesn't have the full game yet. He's kind of reminds me of like a, like a high school basketball player that needs to go to college for a couple of years and kind of get better and get get a little more mature around the edges. Uh, And he's got every facet of it though. He can roll the rock, he can chip and he's, and he's deep. So he's got the, all the facets. Now he just has to put it together and, you know, it's hard to make it on tour. So there's no guarantees whatsoever, but he's definitely going to give it a try. Where's he going to play? Is he playing? You said he's playing amateur
1: stuff this summer and then he's going to give it a go starting in the fall. So what's he going to play? Just like mini tours, anything he can get into state opens kind of the the usual stuff.
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, all over. Yeah, we're going to send him around. Um, and then once he turns pro, I'm going to basically try to get him in every Q school possible for, uh, one to two years. And if it doesn't work out, I'm definitely not going to let him be one of those guys out there struggling for 10 years on the mini tours. Uh, I know, I know reality. And if you can't make it in those first uh, two or three or something like that, you got to, you got to try something else. We, I want to, I want to talk
0: about some of the tour players you play against because rumor has it you and Patrick Cantlay have had some battles over the year. Can you take us through some of those games?
2: Yeah. Pat's Pat's been great to me uh, for a long time. We met out uh, at the, at the plant um, playing in uh, the pro scratch back in the day. And, uh, and, and we start, we had a game out there and I think he beat me five ways on the, on the front and I got him five ways on the back, that, that first round in after that, he's like, okay, this club pro can hang a little bit. So I started getting the phone calls, you know, um, coming out to games and stuff like that. And I've been lucky enough to to get him here or there every once in a while, but he's definitely gotten me a heck of a lot more than I've gotten him. That's, it isn't even close. He's a stud, stud golfer and the guy doesn't miss, you know, so, but he's a great person for me to go play against. And so when I'm playing against, and I know he's the number four guy in the world, it gives me a lot more confidence. And honestly, that's been a huge, huge thing is that being around him, being around one of my best buddies who I play with a lot is Albert Pujols. And he's really gotten this mindset and, and he's always like, Blackie, what are you doing? Why do you, you do not fail anymore. You do this, you know, and he's always, you know, doing these things. And he's big guy and he's, and he's really inspired me too to uh show up at these venues and show up at these tournaments and not be afraid anymore. Uh, which is, which is, you know, when you're showing up to a golf course afraid you're going to fail. And that's, it, that's, that's what it is. Do some more Pujols.
1: Impression. I like that. <laughs> the rest do the of rest of the interview in Albert and yeah, and Pujols'
2: voice. That'd be good. How 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 hard does Pujols hit it? He's so strong. He's got this ten finger grip, right arms really up high, you know, and uh, absolutely gets after it. He's he's got like one fifteen ish club head speed. Uh, gets after it. Uh, he's like a probably I think he's a four handicap right now. He was down to a two there for a little bit, but uh, yeah, he's he's a he's playing a lot of golf right now. He's having a good time.
0: He loves it. He comes out to, during spring training. He would always be out at Whisper Rock. Always see him out there. He he absolutely loves it. I want to go back to the hole-in-one at the PGA because it was an unbelievable moment. I was actually with Bryson DeChambeau's group at the time, and we were on number 13, and we heard this roar. And Bryson looked at me and goes, what just happened? I said, uh, Block just flew it in the hoop on 15. He's like, are you kidding me? I mean, what was that moment like for you? And more importantly, I want to know what the tab was at Arroyo for that hole-in-one.
2: Okay, so yeah, it was probably it's it's the, definitely the most surreal thing, and it took me. I don't know if you saw the video or not, but it, it took me a long time to actually grasp that it went in the hole. I've never done that in my life. I've never had a hole in one in my life in a tournament, much less in that venue and that circumstance and that time frame, playing with Rory McIlroy, with the crowd there, and like, I mean, the sponsor tents were right there too, and I just yeah. talked to a sponsor earlier that day. And they're like, Oh, we're on 15. And I'm like, okay, cool. You know, I'll try to wave to you guys and whatever else. And then it just dunks and all these things started happening. And the worry just came up to me. He's like, dude, it went straight in the hole. And I'm like, no way. So I literally walked down the first, you know, 30, 40 yards of the hole, just asking everybody. And they're like, yes, it went in the hole. And uh, finally, when I got on the green, I saw the front edge had just been blown out and uh, it was in there, man. And I'll tell you what, it's, it's going to be the best, uh, best uh, shot of my life hands down.
0: Okay. Hold on. You've played a thousand tournaments. That's your first ever hole in one in a tournament. It's at the PGA championship Sunday in front of all those people with Roy McIlroy. That's what no, I'm seeing. I'm mean, no. It's an, no, no it's an, I know. It's a
1: good time to save it. You saved it up for the right <laughs> one, dude. Don't waste them on the section events. Unbelievable. Yeah, that was the moment watching it. I was like, holy shit, like this actually is a movie. This is it. This is it. everything's happening. Was
0: there a, was there a tab at Arroyo?
2: Yeah, so uh, yeah, uh, one of the uh, owners, um, he was in there watching. I don't know if you saw the video of a royal erupting, but he was in there watching, and he he's a he's a subdued, nice, great, quiet guy. And all of a sudden, it goes in. He jumps up on the table, and he goes, "Drinks are on us," and uh, and everyone has it, has a cocktail. And then a couple of days later, I'm still I'm in Texas at this point, and I get these pictures, and our snack bar on hole 13, somebody put up a sign that says drinks are on michael block so the entire i think it was tuesday or wednesday uh at the snack bar i was also buying i have yet to see this tab i believe it's on my account so uh i don't even <laughs> want to open it up oof, oof. you're doing payroll
1: right now just whatever it is chop it up by however many employees you got and be like we're all participating this is for the family all the all the free pub the club got we're all participating in this yeah, no doubt Dude, so that shot, that's the one I was, when I was sitting there, I was like, dude, this is, this is scripted. This is like, this is just one of those weeks where everything cool is happening. However, you said that was the biggest shot you've ever hit. I thought, and I don't know how aware you were of this at the time, like top 15 gets you next year. That's a big number, right? For all the club pros, not club pros, anyone that wants in the next year. You're coming up 18, tough hole and 17, by the way. But you got to get that ball up and down. How aware were you of the top 15 at that time and what you needed to do on that up and down?
2: No idea to be honest. Um, I wasn't looking at leaderboards the last couple of days just because I know I choked. Um, so I wasn't looking at it. I was walking up and honestly, i would started in eighth place that day and I was one over for the round. So I thought I, I hadn't lost much ground. I knew I thought I'd be probably from eighth to maybe twelfth to fifteenth. So I thought it was in a good spot. Um, so I wasn't exactly aware of the situation. I did know it was very, very important, obviously. Um I know the money goes big time differences there once you get inside that top 20. So I knew it was big. Um, I wasn't sure about the exemption into the PGA in uh, 24, but uh, that chip shot was, (laughs) I wasn't kidding, man. That bell was at foot and up below my feet. And if you look at the picture, there's like these four or five girls just standing off to my right. And I'm just like, do not hit one of these girls. I'm like, just don't (laughs) do that. And so, I mean, I towed it, I, I handed it up there. I kind of, you know, right flipped it up there, over there. And and it just barely, I mean, I was trying to land it between the fringe and the pin and to go about 10 feet by and have a 10 footer coming back. And when I looked at the video later on, I couldn't believe that it landed almost just slightly in the rough, trickled out of the fringe and then rolls up on the green. Uh, there was definitely some powers to be helping me throughout that entire week. And and then on that last putt, drew, I mean, when that thing, it goes up to the edge and it literally, I swear I got sat on that edge for a second and somebody just kicked it in. And uh, I was just, that's why I just kind of leaned over, and I just couldn't believe what happened. It
0: was unreal. That I was, was I mean, after you after you made the hole-in-one, CBS moved me up to you for 16, 17, and 18. And I've been with Rory McIlroy a hundred times. He's always the fan favorite. Those people didn't even know Rory McIlroy was playing alongside you. I can promise you that. I was up at his drive on 18 when you were hitting your second shot, and he looked at me and goes, what in the – is going on right now? Like, he was just in awe. I thought it was amazing – I mean, the way he was rooting for you on 18, that was just so cool. I mean, the whole world was rooting for you, but the fact that Rory McIlroy is playing alongside you, and I mean, he got so excited when that putt went in the hole. I'll
2: tell you what. Rory was uh, absolutely – the two, The pairings I had, actually all four days, to tell you the truth, Taylor and Hayden um Thursday and Friday were amazing, and then I had Rosie on Saturday. He was – I didn't look – so I'll tell you a funny story. So both Rosie and Rory, I didn't look at their shots, their face – their body i looked at their feet for the first like three or four holes both days just because i didn't want to actually understand the fact that i was playing on a weekend in a major with a couple of my idols you know i didn't even want to know that i didn't want to like comprehend it at that point and so i, I didn't even look at them to like the fourth or fifth hole and then they were cool we were having conversations walking down the fairways we we're talking about our families and uh, golf and life and stuff like that and i could not have had better pairings for all four days i don't know what's a bad pairing out there but i definitely didn't have it i had unbelievable pairings
1: yeah, I saw that quote you said. I didn't look at Justin Rose in the face until after three holes. And I was like, I was going to ask, him, like, what did he think? Was he just like, dude, there's something wrong with this guy. He just stares, down, he just stares at my feet every time he <laughs> talks to me.
2: Oh, <laughs> yeah. It, it was it was Social
1: skills. Did you meet any new guys? Like your friends with Cantlay, you play with him. I know your friends with Bo Hostler, too. You guys play a lot of golf. Did you meet any of the new, other than the guys you played with, anybody else out there, practice rounds on the range that you kind of like, now you're boys with that you didn't know
2: before? Every single person out there um, after Friday would come up to me and congratulate me and, and said nice words and shook my hand, gave me knuckles, whatever it is. And whether it was in the locker room or at the players dining or on the driving range, everyone was so unbelievably cool to me. Uh, and, it, and it transferred right over to Colonial. I mean, everyone was coming up to me on the putting green, shaking my hands, you know, Ricky, you know, came up and Annika Sorenstam on the putting green at, uh, Colonial. And then (laughs) it was pretty cool. I was driving down the fairway at Colonial and Ricky's out there playing with a pro I'm and I'm, I'm in the golf cart driving out to the driving range and, uh, Ricky stops and waves at me. And I'm like, (laughs) I go like this to John who's, who's in my passenger seat. And I go, Ricky just waved at me. That was pretty cool. (laughs) So yeah, to say the least I was awestruck, but you know, Brooksy was rad. I mean, he comes off the, uh, he comes off the last green and he's walking towards the clubhouse. I'm walking towards the 18th green for the ceremony. And he just goes, drinks are on you, bro. And he gives me a big hug. And I'm just like, are you kidding me right now? He just walked off the green, went into PGA championship and he's giving me a hug, man. I'll, I'll tell you what. He was, he was awesome. There wasn't one bad soul there uh, to be had. It was a lot of fun. That's awesome, man. I love, I love
0: hearing that. Well, you know, you're, biggest check before in the game of golf was 75 000 this the almost 300 000. have you treated yourself to anything yet
2: yeah uh, no nothing mm. um i've tried to buy a lot of dinners i've tried i've tried to buy a lot of drinks and dinners and i've been denied which is which is hilarious right i finally have more money i've ever had in my life and i can't even buy a dinner now so it's been anything from just random people in the restaurants to the people in my group to anything and I just can't seem to be able to buy a dinner. So I can't wait to try to buy a couple of dinners up in uh Toronto next week.
0: No, that's a great thing. That that means you you made it. I always joke with Jim Nance. I'm like, when's the last time you honestly paid for a dinner? When you got everyone that loves you and everyone wants to take care of you. I mean, Jim Nance is richer than everybody and he doesn't have to pay for a thing.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's I've, I've always thought about that. I always see those superstars out there and they're always getting comped at golf courses and course. stuff. I'm like, going, why is he getting comped at the golf course? That guy's got more money than everybody here combined. Yep, that's how the that's rich how it that's works. Why, that's why they stay rich. Yeah, exactly understand.
1: right. <laughs> Once you don't need the free shit, that's when you start getting the free shit. That's <laughs> the way the world works. It works backwards. And you, so you're playing, you're playing Canada uh, coming up. Do you have any more plan? Do you have any idea whether you might get some more stars? Have you talked to any other sponsors?
2: Yeah. So, um, I, right now, I'm going to be maxed out on my what the for the PGA of America currently uh, has for me to be able to play. Um, but they're working on getting me up to the same amount that if you win the national championship, it's not so much for me, but if you get inside that top 15 in the PGA championship, they want you to be able to have the same amount of starts as the guy that wins our national championship. So eight starts right now I'm at four. So I can't really commit to any more at this point. So I'm waiting for a vote on that. I hope that goes through because I did get a really cool invite from Pierce Morgan going and uh, playing in the Dunhill championship over at St. Andrews, which for me, uh, you know, Kings Barnes, uh, Carnoustie and 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 St. Andrews playing in a tournament. And that, I've watched that tournament forever. And that's like a dream of mine. And, uh, you know, also possibly going over to Australia for the Australian PGA Championship, uh, the Swiss Masters, which would be pretty cool. Um, and so we'll see as far as other events on the PGA Tour, we'll see about it. You know, is I, what I need to do. I need to go play well in ca- Canada right now. You know, I need to Go back and 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 start playing good golf again. And well, I've got the U.S. Open sectionals on Monday first. It's gonna be a big week for me. So uh, we'll see what happens. I got a lot coming up next week. I love it. Taking it
1: worldwide, Michael Block.
0: It's yeah. fantastic. Austra-
1: where where do they play that Australian PGA? That sounds. You should do that.
2: Yeah, I, Any I don't idea? know. I don't know where that's at, but I watch it every year. I, I remember it was like on Royal Melbourne or something like that. Um.
1: Yeah. Any of them.
2: Yeah, yeah that'd Any be fun. Would be I know it's firm and
1: fast, which would be right up my alley. Yeah. Bouncy, super bouncy. You ever played a U.S. Open? You got sectionals coming up. You ever played in one of those?
2: I played in the 07 U.S. Open at Oakmont and the 2018 at Shinnecock. Oh, you choose the easy ones. Just the hard. <laughs> Just <laughs> good for scoring average. Unbelievable. Those were so difficult. It was crazy. But uh, it'd be a lot of fun to play at LACC, to say the very least. You know, right up the road, 45 minutes from where I'm sitting right now. Uh, it would be an absolute party up there uh, at L.A. So uh, I-, I hope I can make that happen it- and if I can't, hope hopefully my kid gets through.
0: Yes, no doubt. That'd be awesome. Both of you get through, because that would be one hell of a story. All right, let's get to the e nine please. We do this with everyone, Michael. Nine fun questions to get to know you just a little bit more. And we ask this one to everyone, okay? You can trade lives with anyone, dead or alive. You get to be them for a, one day. Whose shoes would you like to walk in? Uh,
2: Michael Jordan, um... At the Grove with seven of my best friends playing a whole bunch of money games. Oh, I love it. Nice so every te- day for Michael yeah. Jordan, every Jordan's
1: everyday life at this point. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, That, that parlays perfectly into my next question. Tell me you found the MJ text at this point. I know you had 2000. There was one in there from an unknown number. You said he had a million unknown numbers. Tell me you found the MJ text at this point.
2: Well, like I told, <laughs> I told somebody in an interview, I was like, I'm so apologized that I haven't gotten back to a lot of texts. And if it means anything to you, I haven't even gotten back to MJ because I didn't even see it. So I got a whole bunch of random numbers, right? And random number, random number. So I didn't, I hadn't even looked at them. So my Nike rep, he uh, calls me. He's like, dude, did you get that text from Jordan? I'm like, are you what? And uh, he's like, yeah, you got a text from Jordan. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. So I'm on Colonial Putting Green, just like looking. I'm going through, I mean, for 30 minutes, I'm going down, boom, 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 boom. And then I see it. And, uh, MJ and I'm just like oh my god and so one of the coolest moments of my life was honestly on the colonial putting green replying to him and then the best part putting him into my contacts literally writing Michael Jordan I mean I get the chills even thinking about it so yeah it was really cool and he actually he actually hit me up again during the colonial after my my poor round basically saying you know really I mean the things he said is just amazing and inspiring so I'm very lucky to have him uh on my side and uh it's very very cool that's
1: that's really cool to get a text from him. Hold on, Colt Colt, follow up question to that question. What's Michael's number quickly? <laughs> just announce it to no one listens. You'll be fine. Just I I just I got a question I need to ask the guy. Just put us on a group text after this if you would. You got it, brother.
0: Um all <laughs> right, next, that kind of goes to the next one as well. So other than him, who is like one of the big names that has reached out that kind of surprised you? DJ
2: Khaled. Oh, wow, cool. Yeah, he's uh, you know, he I don't know if you've been seeing a lot, but he's super into golf. I mean, yeah, he's uh, he's got the full bug right now. So he wants me to come down to uh to Miami, play some golf with him, which to me that would be just unbelievable. So uh yeah, him and I mean there's been a ton of them, but uh yeah, Luke Bryant, right right before he was going on stage, I guess, for the uh uh the voice, his wife was in uh videoing him and he was watching and he goes, uh he literally said he goes, Michael box my idol. And I was just like, are you kidding me i'm like that's cool dude yeah it's it's been crazy i mean all these people i watch on tv that i look up to and for them to even know my name is uh very surreal that's wild that's a big
1: one that's a big one you start talking about america or the voice or whatever the hell the show is (laughs) dude like that saying he you're his idol that's pretty sick um all right this is kind of a throwback here mike we used to do this one but i'm changing it for you on your special in special circumstances here, because your commercial came out, right? For Arroyo, Trabuco. Uh, it went around the internet everywhere. I thought your acting skills, top-notch, by the way. I feel like that's a backup plan if this <laughs> golf thing doesn't work out for you. But if there was a movie made about your week at the PGA Championship, who you want playing you? What actor? Uh, Yeah, Ben Affleck.
0: Perfect. Get to hang he's out available. with J Lo. Just
1: did good in Air. Air's done. He's done with Air. So now he's got some time. I feel like that's actually pretty accurate. That's a good. That's that's solid. We get some weird ones that sometimes I'm like, nope, <laughs> nope. Yeah. But that one, I feel like that's that's in there. The only problem being
0: Ben Affleck is sleeves would try to steal your wife. He's obsessed with J Lo. Like many. No, she'd have some
1: free time. I'll take the, everything. Will work out. <laughs> hey, I don't. Keep I do be occupied. And keep her very occupied. Trust me, we will have a good time. Seems like a nice gal. <laughs> All right. Easy to get along with.
0: Next one. After you're finished, social media kind of went nuts. They're like, Michael Block should go to live. Greg should call him right now. Let's say the phone rings Sunday night. It's Greg Norman. He goes, we want you to come join live. The number is <laughs> what? What would it take? How long? Let's just say you're going to, they're going to give you three. Good years. question. Three, years? three
1: year deal. Three years. Uh, Three mil. All right. There it is. Three years, three mil. I think mil. they got that in the couch cushions, dog. You might be getting a call <laughs> You might be you getting, might getting a call. Getting a call. <laughs> I was going to say, you already went viral for one podcast. Hey, I, well, hey, give us one right here. Hey, Cole, I'd be lying if I didn't say I already got a text. There
2: you go. Oh, here there we go. Was... Now
1: we're breaking hey, news. No, no, now but we're breaking news. There was
2: no There was no talk of any money or doing kind of just, just a, a well-wishing. That's just good job type of text.
0: Okay. Fair enough. I was
2: gonna, all right. All right. That's good. Scoop. Your agent is going
1: to, if you got one, going to be pissed that you threw out three mil kind of first rule is just throw out something stupid and see where
2: they land. So yeah. I can't wait. to add,
1: z- add a zero to that and
2: then come oh, back. Oh, one. by the way, hey, by the way, I, I apologize. But one of the funniest things that I've seen so far, and I've seen it in social media, I've seen it all over the place. And I even looked at it. So if you look at my net worth, and so they had this on Wikipedia and all this trap, mm. it shows that last year I made $17 million and I, my net worth is $20 million. Good for Good you, year, dude.
1: Yeah, yeah, you.
2: are right there with Scotty and Rom. <laughs> Solid. I have no idea how they came up with these numbers. And it must be some iRobot or something like that. But it's it's so far-fetched, it's insane. But I just want to make clear that Blocky does not have $20 million. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. Not yet. You go over yeah. and win like this...
0: six
1: or seven live events, then you do. Mm-hmm. There you go. You don't even got to win them. Just play decent. Be all right. This doesn't count as an E9 question, but just because I feel like it's on the topic. You're 46 in four years. If you want to, you can go to champions Q school. Does that interest you at all?
2: Yeah, I turn uh 47 uh in two weeks. Uh I don't want to be on any tour full time, really. Um, you know, I don't want to be I don't want to be doing 35 weeks or something like that ever. Uh too much time away from uh the wife and the kids. So but at the same time, would I go play in a lot of Champions Tour events? Absolutely. Even if I did get my card, I'd just go play in X amount of events. Would I go to Q School? I would go to Q School. Just kind of see see what's going on. Uh, see how I, uh, you know, fare up against the guys that are uh, over 50. Uh, I would love to do that. Um, you know, my my driver isn't isn't short out there. It's short on the PGA Tour, but on the Champions Tour, it wouldn't be short. I'd be kind of, I'd be normal. Okay, yeah. well, let's be right in the mix.
1: Yeah, perfect. Go ahead, please. No, go ahead. No, no. You got one? Okay. I want to save
0: this one for last.
1: Okay, good. Keep it tucked. Um, this is a two-parter here. So first, we've mentioned you play with Cantley, you play with Hostler. One, we need to know what the games are when you play. Like, are you taking shots? Are you taking odds? How does that all work out? And secondly, who takes losing worse out of those two when they do have to hand over money?
2: Who does it hurt more? Oh, Bo. It hurts Bo for sure. Yes. Yeah. Um Bo usually gives me depending on the situation. Usually if it's here at the home club, it's maybe not any shots, maybe one. Um other, you know, at his places, maybe it's a shot aside. Uh then with with Pat, it's more of a an odds thing. And we I, I came up with that after I went to the Del Mar racetrack opening day and I played with Pat the next day over at Shady one time. And I I was there with him and Jamie Mulligan as coach, and I'm like, okay. 46 year old club pro four in the world. What 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 are the I'm um, what if we horses, what are the odds? I'm like, I think it's 250 to one, Pat. He's like, come on, Block. He's like, I'm not giving you 250 to one. I'm like, if this was a Vegas bet, that's what it would be. And uh and he's like, we and finally by the time we made it to the first tee, it was 10 to one and we went with it.
0: Went from 250 to 10. That's bad negotiating on your part, but I do like the 10 to
1: one odds. That's fun. That's good. 10 to 1's nice. That that's real, number four in the world.
2: Should she clip you easy? Yeah. If he loses, 10x. Exactly right. It's worked out well. And we uh I did get a text though on Sunday after the PGA saying he's not giving me 10 to 1 anymore.
0: Yeah, see, good play changes all that.
1: <laughs> yeah, you screwed yourself there. Although it made up for it.
0: All right. Next one. You're teeing it up. RBC Canadian Open. Finish this sentence. It'll be a successful week
2: if making the cut. I like it. Yeah, I'll be very happy making the cut. Um, That would be a a huge thing for me. And then just obviously making it and then playing as well as I can on the weekend.
1: Beautiful. We're all going to be watching. Looking forward to seeing that, too. You'll probably be featured groups up there, too. I I got a feeling it ain't going to be hard to find you on that coverage, (laughs) which will be awesome. Uh, All right. Last one from me. I saw you picked up a shift. okay, at Raising Cane's just recently slanging some chicken. Give me an official employee review of your shift at Raising Kings, what you did well, what you need to get better at.
2: So I could work the front counter all day. I had that within gosh, two minutes, but the drive through every time I go through another drive through ever again in my life, I have so much more respect for those people. It's ridiculous. I, there's like six things you press over, you got to hold them down and there's two lanes coming in and they're, <laughs> everyone's at once a Coke and unsweetened tea and sweetened tea and this and this, I mean, these two young ladies that were working the drive through helping me, um, I had so much respect for, and they had so much enthusiasm, and I'm like, I want to hire you where where I work, man, and I was so stoked, and gosh, it was unbelievable, I worked there for an hour yesterday, right, I worked for an hour, and I came out of there, and I was like, how how in the world are they doing that for six to eight hours, I mean, it's insane, my brain was frazzled, but uh, I'm (laughs) definitely sticking to golf, Uh, yeah, I definitely found the right spot for me, my little happy spot, and uh, man, they were awesome, but yeah, I had a good time.
0: That's great. I love hearing that. Dude, <laughs> it's so funny. Good. All right, last good one. Sesh. Obviously, you got a lot of shit about your comments on Bob Menery's podcast. I blame Bob. Okay, it definitely. Wasn't I blame your Bob fault. too. We for blame the record, Bob. I blame, I blame Bob. But you mentioned that if Rory McIlroy drove it for you, you'd be one of the best players in the world. So now we're going to reverse that. Rory McIlroy is ranked third in the world. If he had to play from your tee shots, what would he be ranked? <laughs> I
2: feel so bad for him. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's a good question, dude. Um, I don't know. I bet he'd really struggle to be in the top 100.
1: Wow. Rory. Yeah, I mean, yeah. How I far, uh, yeah, how far is he hitting it past you? How far is he in it past you? Okay, okay. so here,
2: here, here's the here's the facts, right? And, and I would love to know what you guys think about this. So these guys are averaging 185 ball speed. I'm averaging 160. That's 25 miles an hour ball speed. That's 50 plus yards off every tee shot. That equals five to six clubs less than I have into the green, and that's just on a par four, much less when it's a par five. I've got a three wood, and they have a nine iron. So into the green on two. So if you if you put that together for an 18 holes, and I'm five to six clubs further back, you not not for me or Rory or for anyone else, how many shots is that going to save you? And what kind of handicap are you, would you have how much would it improve being 50 to 60 yards longer? Trust me. You don't have to ask me what I think about it. I I was about to say (laughs) you doing it. That's how good.
1: (laughs) That's the most impressive shit right there down below you on the screen that he was able to be out there for a good while doing that, hitting it that, you know, roughly that same amount. But that's why when you said those comments, I was like, people freaked out about it. I was like, Dude, that's not like he's saying I'm the best player in the world. It's like Rory's superpower is so much better and such a huge advantage than everyone else's. Like you could insert name here. It doesn't have to be Michael Block would be a top player in the world. It could be name a ton of them, but they can't do what Rory does. That's more of like, I don't know. I took it as like Rory's so special off the tee. They're like, yeah, a lot of people would be great in the world, but they can't do that. That's why Rory
2: is who he is. I I definitely got misinterpreted on that one for sure. and I meant nothing. I didn't, I wasn't throwing shade at Rory at all. That guy's an absolute stud and it is, he has what he has. And that's why he's one of the best players in the world. And I'm, I'm realistic with uh, what's going on. And I play with my kid all the time. Who's similar length to those guys at 185 plus plus, plus plus. And I'm, I'm used to being 60, 70 behind. I mean, just the other day, I had a three wood into the par five here. and My kid had a, had a nine iron and it's just, mm. you know, it's crazy. So of course, Would I be higher ranked than I am right now being that longer, much longer? Absolutely. How much higher? I have no idea, but I would definitely be in top. I'm seventy seven in the world right now. I'd definitely be in the top 500. If I had 60 more yards, every single tee shot. Yeah. I think that's
1: a safe bet. Yeah.
2: I think that, and also welcome to the world of podcasting.
1: You say five hours worth of shit, one stupid sentence, bam, that's it. That's what you're judged on. Yeah. You're getting just crash course in all of it.
2: Yeah, it is what it is. And you know what? If, if people hate me for certain comments and stuff like that, you know, it I, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. I've got so many people out there uh, texting me and sending me mail. I can't believe, I can't believe how much, how much of this mail I've gotten, you know, saying how much I've changed their lives and people that don't even play golf and how much they've been inspired to go back to work and do something like that. I mean, it's, it's been really cool. And the support is way out over any of the haters out there.
0: Yes, no doubt. Always. Yeah. yeah focus on that positive And Seriously, congratulations on such a great week at the PGA. We, we wish you nothing but the best at the Canadian Open this week, man. Thanks so much for sitting down with us. Nah, you guys, thanks for having me. Thanks, for your Thanks, Colt. Appreciate you. You got it, buddy. I'll Keep see it you up, Blocky.
1: Appreciate you, bro.
0: Alright, well, that was Michael Block joining us on Subpar. Some obviously very interesting comments that I think are going to get some reaction. Uh, I liked reversing the roles there where you know he said he'd be one of the best players in the world if he got to play from Roy McIlroy's drive. Well, how good would Rory be if he had to play for Michael Blockstrap? Was a little surprised. He
1: said around a hundredth. Hard to know, because that'd be Rory pegging it with about a four iron or so, three iron maybe on every on every tee. But that's why I was like, you said you want to know what it's like, dude, play my tee ball. That's why I, to this day I'm like one of the most impressive things is that not only you got your tour card, you you played out there for a long time. I'm like the the disadvantage that you're at versus everyone else. Like you can't. There's I don't care how good of a putter you are, how good of a chipper you are, the the margin for error is zero and so like when he makes these comments like yeah i'd be one of the best players in the world with rory drives i took that more as like rory's superman off the tee there's only a couple dudes in the world that can hit it like he does with the driver and it's the biggest weapon in golf tons of guys would be top you know top of the world golf rankings are close to it if you're teeing off from look at what he was hitting in memorial i mean 350 370 we were seeing guys can't do that so i didn't take it more as like i would be the best player in the world if i could tee off from rory it's like rory's so good off the tee that you know it becomes a different game from up there. Just
0: think, Sleeze, If I drove it like Roy McIlroy, we, we wouldn't be doing this goddamn
1: incredible podcast. Exactly. I was, I'll was. i follow up that. If I shot it like Steph Curry, mm. I'd be in the NBA. We also wouldn't be doing this and podcast. And if I dribbled it, yeah, exactly. If I had handles like Jason Williams and shot it like Steph, league. Which basically is a lot like my actual game, <laughs> as you know.
0: But not the only most interesting comment. You know, he heard from a lot of people. Michael Jordan being one. uh, The shock. Greg Norman reached out to him. I think that one could get uh, some people might. That might catch some people's attention.
1: The three million number. Oh, Michael, I love you, bud. Awful negotiations. They're handing out fitty burgers like Halloween candy, dude. You just come with a stupid number and just see where they count. it. You don't come with three. They're probably like, three? Done. Yeah. Yeah. three. Oh, I meant 300. Yeah. And then you settle it. 20. That's how you negotiate. That's done. Sleaze. We'll handle that S- for you. Super board. agent. Call sleaze. me, dude. Yes.
0: All right, well, best of luck this week at the Canadian Open, Michael Block. Really enjoyed sitting down with you. Well, now it's time to get to some gambling sleaze. Some of golf's biggest tournaments are coming up, and you can get inside the ropes with FanDuel. Because right now, new customers can get a no-sweat bet up to $2,500 back in bonus bets. My God, that's a lot of money.
1: They got that McAfee money back, right? Oh, boy. (laughs)
0: They can spend. Time to go on to that RBC Canadian Open. We're gonna have some top ten bets, some top twenty bets, outright winners,
1: which you picked another one in Victor go. Hovland. Let's go three cents to the Masters. Let's stay hot.
0: My man Shane Lowry delivered for our top twenty though in our parlay. True. See, I'm a I'm a top twenty guy. Top I can't get away.
1: Just just hammer away. Keep the card.
0: All right. Well, if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. They're always giving you great odds, and when you win, you get paid instantly. So stepped up to the tee and take a swing at betting the PGA Tour. All right. We're going. We're going Let's north to go. the border. Let's go. We're going up to Canada. Loonies and
1: toonies, Kimmy yes. Hortons, all the good shit.
0: I will Love be it up there, there up there covering it. You know what I'm going to be doing? What's that? You're not going to believe this. Gambling? What? Well, I'm going to be gambling. Drinking. But, you know, last year at this time, I was off this week because we were in Las Vegas celebrating a very special weekend, mm. which you missed out on I do a lot of fun. I do recall. This year, same time, little different place. I'm going to be at the rink as they call it. One of the part 3s up in Canada in a goddamn hockey jersey sitting next to amanda Ritter talking about golf
1: beautiful <laughs> Vegas
0: pool party hockey Ra- Republic, whatever par three no big gold deal. jacket green jacket
1: yeah. same same shit all right
0: well my favorite you know we just had a guy who's been knocking on the door finally walked through it this guy has been as well been playing really solid going off at 10 to 1 my
1: favorite Uh oh my favorite uh-oh Tyrrell hatton uh-oh the Mad Hatter? No way. You on him? Right. What does that say right there, bud? Uh-huh. Tyrell Hatton, 10-1 to 1, for all the reasons you just mentioned. Five consecutive top 20s. Third at Quail, Fifth at Byron. And by the way, the 15th at the PGA, I view that as way better than 15th. because yes. He started off terrible, mm-hmm. and then he played the best golf on the planet uh, for the remainder of that. So, oh, my God. I don't know if it's good or bad, but we are aligned on the favorite. Well, 10 your to picks one. have been great. Mine True. really
0: haven't, so I don't know if I'm going to – ruin this for us or we're just going to continue, continue rolling saddle up baby yeah.
1: legs are fresh all right I'll, let me feed you my dark horse then since we're going rojang just made history right first start oh, on the uh, are you oh god okay, stand by <laughs> stand by why can't it happen on the men's side ludwig aberg stand up 60 to 1 if you don't know him texas tech superstar first pro star on the pga tour two-time hogan award winner uh last guy to do that John Rom turned out pretty well. Uh, One PGA Tour U. So he gets the card for the rest of the year. And next year, uh, winning it might be a tough task for him, but for a top 20 bet, love it. I got to go around and watch him at Greyhawk. And it's like watching this is kind of like a cliche comment, so I hate saying it. But it's like watching a 30 year old play, like nothing phased him, nothing rattled him. I got to see him hit bombs, saw him hit good wedges, good irons, short game, kind of saw the whole spectrum. This dude is going to make noise quickly. Well, in my opinion,
0: I got it right there. So Ludwig cool. 60 to one all week. I was like, wow. I wonder how I wonder it? what his odds are going to be going in because he's playing so great. I know he didn't have the greatest NCAA championship, but he had his listen, card locked at that he point. Is
1: the real deal. It's I was trying to think of like a comparison on the PGA Tour. Form. It's so you watch him swing. It's like there's no thoughts. It's mm-hmm. simple. It's smooth. It's powerful. It's he's a big dude. It's real. And by the way, he's off to uh, – this is on Monday. He's off to a good start at uh, U.S. Open Sectionals, too. He's right there in, like, the top five or six after the opening 18. Well, so, I mean, he, he's – dude. this guy is a dude. A dude. I mean,
0: he went to Texas Tech. You don't, That's you the don't one, have to have a whole lot going on one up there. knock. <laughs> yeah, he didn't have much of a social life. What are
1: you going to do and love it? Cow tipping and golf.
0: Go to FanDuel.com subpar and sign up. That's FanDuel.com subpar to get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. FanDuel, official betting operator of the PGA Tour. Must be 21 years and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund issued as non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Hope is here. Gambling Helpline, ma.org or call 800 327 5050 for 24 7 support in Massachusetts. Call 1 877 8 Hope NY or text Hope NY. That's 467 369 in New York. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, or Virginia. 1 800 Next Step or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1 888 789 7777 or visit ccpgorg chat in Connecticut, 1 800 9 With It in Indiana, 1 800 522 4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1 877 770 Stop in Louisiana or www.mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, 1 800 f in Wyoming or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia. Sleaze, stay hot. Stay hot. Got to get hot to stay hot. Did the first part. Let's go. All right. Next week, we'll be in LA, US Open. Here we come. Everyone have a great week. We'll be back on next week's Golf Subpar.